is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast. And man, oh man, it has been a while. We've been very busy, but we're back to do an episode and... I was hoping we'd be back in better graces, better moods, but you know what? I'm ready to kill someone. It's not good. It's really not good. Tom, um, are you ready to kill someone? Yeah, I mean, think of think of it this way. I have been throughout this year the ultimate optimist. Everyone knows. Oh yeah, this. I know, I know. It's your, it's I have, been, I have been blind the ulti- optimist. The, the, the ultimate optimist, and this team has broken me. This team has made me say, yeah, this is a bad team, and we are probably not making the playoffs, and def- definitely not a World Series team at this current mm-hmm. current point in time. We'd be lucky to make playoffs, truly. Yeah, I think we're five and a half back of the second wild card. And you know what? We have a very, very tough stretch coming up with all games against Tampa. Yeah, this, these so next, these next few weeks bad. are make or break, man. Like, I mean, these, to me, it's already broken. But like, you're about to dip in. If they do bad in this stretch, it's if like you, if you do bad even, in this stretch, oh my god. You can be the blindest optimist in the world, and if you say they still have a chance, if they do bad in that stretch, you're just fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, you're straight up just nuts. Like, to me, we're you're running, running nuts. We're running support, out of games here. We're running out of games. We've only got half a season left. Yeah, people, oh, we still have a full 80-something games left. Who cares? The Yankees are going to be fine. It's like, are you nuts? Are you, like, it's half a season. It's half a season of mediocrity. We're one game above 500. One game. We're in fourth place in our division, and we are, like you said, about five and a half games out of the second wild card, we'd have to not, go like fifteen. We have to go like fifteen games above five hundred. I think the rest of the way, at least, to even have a remote shot at a wild card. And, We're gonna have to play just, some crazy baseball. And that's just a shot at a wild card. Yet there are still fans out there that think and, they're gonna win the World Series. And it's what nuts. makes and what makes you think? What makes you think that this team is capable of a run like that? That's that's exactly my point. I, they have been on one run all year that they I can had, remember. They had a nice run in May, and then they fucked it up. They and followed, even, it, they followed and it even, with a shit run. Yeah. But even with that run in May, I said during the run, I don't believe in it because they weren't hitting still. It's just that the pitching was unreal for like three weeks. Yeah, the pitching just went a week without giving up a run. 
like they literally went a week without giving up any runs. Yeah, so even like, if we were scoring two runs like, a game, it didn't matter. It was like, e- guys, this week, this week we got you guys. We're just not going to give up any runs. And Corey Kluber threw a no hitter, and then promptly next start blows out his shoulder. And uh, exactly, that's, that's so, been, I mean, that's a microcosm of the season. That's my point exactly. This team has not shown the ability to go on an offensive run for more than a few games at, at oh, most. It's been offensive, all right. <laughs> like it, it's truly just mind-boggling what this Yankees team has shown and I'm gonna be honest you know it's been a big blaming game over the last few weeks whether it's people shitting on Boone people shitting on Cashman shitting on Hal and you know there's blame to go all around obviously I mean you can look at Cashman and say he should have done more with the money he had but then you can look at oh, Hal I've got, and say, I've got I've got things to say on that oh me too I, oh, I actually oh, oh. have some interesting perspectives maybe but um I'm going to let you go first, Tom. I want you to let, let off some steam. Well, first of all, I wanted to say hi to Eddie because I think we forgot to say hi yeah, to Yeah, we, we, we were kind of just ranting a little, Eddie. <laughs> hi, Sorry. Eddie. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. What is going on? Guys, I mean, I'm going to let off some steam today as well. Yes, we please do. I want to hear it. I'm so fuming. I'm, at, I'm, I'm so happy we got you here. There's a lot of people to be angry with. Oh. It's not one or two. I, have a, I think there's a long list. It's full-on organizational. Over. It's from top to bottom. Absolutely. The organization that someone's, everyone's at fault, basically. I want even I mean, the equipment manager fired. You know what? Him, too. I, I want everyone, like, <laughs> staff cleaned out. Everyone hey. knew. Because I'm disgusted in what I've seen from 2021 Yankees <laughs> baseball. Can we keep Matt Blake? Uh, uh, well, right now, if he doesn't figure out Colin Chapman. Uh, you know what? No. Fair enough. I, I I haven't been. Was the get, remember, remember in spring training with the gas station? Uh, the gas oh, uh, the gas station was really just a foreign substance fucking shop. I'm telling you, <laughs> spider tack is. There's no way it's a coincidence that Chapman has suddenly fallen apart. I don't uh, think so. Well, he's think about think of he's either hurt or it's the foreign substances. Oh, one of the what, other. By the way, like this is a guy that throws o- over a hundred miles an hour. That's what I'm saying. You want. And this is a guy that, even with foreign substances, really, most of the time, does not know where the ball's going. So, without this, I don't know, man. The and Yankees I, do everything to get rid of a world of Chapman. And I'm not just saying that as a dumb Yankees fan. Oh, we blew a few games, so we should get rid of okay. him. No, it's it's the fact that he's okay. making $18 million as a closer. Yeah, this is where I want to start. Like, this we don't is, need that. Yeah. We don't need that. Like, listen, listen. Let me get into this, because, like, the Yankees, right, they're paying over $30 million to Britain and Chapman. Mm-hmm. Like, the Yankees, on a budget now, can't have that no, anymore. Not at all. The not budget all. The, the budget Yankees can't have that. Georgia's Yankees could have that. Because, Even hey, the 2019 we, Yankees or 2020 Yankees could have that because they yeah. were going over the tax. Yeah, like the budget Yankees can't have. If we're gonna be consistently on a budget, then we can't we can't do this. And we're gonna every few years we're gonna try to reset the tax again and again. That's just it can't work anymore. And obviously, what Chapman's 33, 34 now. Britain's uh, in his 30s as well. It it it's just like. I think it's best to get get rid of them a year early instead of a year too late, to be honest. You know, the I just... reality is, you know, with this bullpen, 
even if you take Chapman and Britton out and you start adding in some of the kids, I think they're still going to grade out as at least like a, an average bullpen at worst. Like, and I think yeah. they're better than that, even without them, because they got a, they got some talented arms in there. Some that have even stepped up this year, like Lou Isaac, man. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Garrett, like, Garrett, Garrett Whitlock has been a real superstar for us this year. I mean, <laughs> you know yeah, what? I might, I don't get mad about those, those kind of things. I just don't. Cause in hindsight, it's like, did anyone really give two shits at the time? Let's be honest. Let's yeah, be honest. actually. I, I, actually, they did. Wait. <laughs> I, I, Luke, I agree with you, but, I mean, from the perspective of someone like Brian Cashman, who's supposed to be he able has to, to give a shit. evaluate talent, like... No, he, he has to give a shit. Right. I mean, it's not like I was saying, oh, man, we lost Garrett Whitlock. I had no freaking clue that he would be good. But as no, someone who point. gets paid to Brian Cashman's salary and whoever else is in his inner circle evaluating talent... It's and his job to pitchers know for who our to life. keep and who not yeah. to keep. It's not my job, so if I mess up with that, there's a reason why I don't work for the Yankees and Brian Cashman is getting paid millions of dollars a year. I'm in Eddie's corner do, right now. To do his job. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a valid point for sure. I just think that, to a degree at least, some things you can look at differently in hindsight. But you know what? I get it. I do get it for sure, and... In, in the end, I did support – I really fully supported trading out of Vino. I, I liked the idea at the time. I really did of getting rid of him and replacing him with two relievers. Did it not? Did it work out? Not even a little. O'Day has been hurt and a mess. Wilson has been hurt, and when he has pitched, he's been fucking garbage. So, I mean, you know, the reality is that move was a flop. But, again, in hindsight, I really do think it was a smart move. Like, there's something – I will defend Cashman on some points. Like, that's one thing I would defend him on. I don't think that was an objectively – bad move even like everyone that saw the move agreed it was good honestly i think like if we're gonna blame someone for the adovino move it's not it's not cashman it's it's hal yeah no blame hal because because if anything cashman would have just added to the bullpen and tried to fix adovino too now like he had flexibility now like i i don't know if i I obviously wasn't in the trade conversation i don't know if cashman could have made a deal with someone else uh, to a rival team uh, that would have been, I mean, to a non-rival team that would have been preferable, Uh, maybe an NL team or something. So that, I think he would have, if he could, honestly, like I think think the reason why the Red Sox got out of Eno was that Cashman had other offers from other teams, but the Red Sox offered to eat the most of the money. money. Yeah, exactly. And because of Hal's budget, Cashman had to do the deal because it got got the payroll lower to where he was able to add yeah. O'Day and Wilson, and obviously that didn't work out. And he signed Brett Gardner back as well. Uh, uh, and that's another move that really uh, hasn't been great. None of the moves really worked out. Tyone has been a mess. You know, he has I, not had one good move from the offseason. It's sad. Uh, well, but well, besides Lucas Litke's recent slump, he's been really good. But that was more I mean, like, like a I mean, actual, deal. yeah, major yeah. league moves. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Like bringing Esther Cortez back might have been his best move. <laughs> like, God, like, like what the fuck? Like I'm trying to think right now. Like what did we? What I'm trying to remember what we did in the off season. Kluber, uh, that, that Kluber. was kind of. Kluber would have worked if he didn't. He could have worked, but he got hurt. It would have worked. And, like, but the, and the big risk that the biggest, they knew when they signed. The, him yeah, exactly. The, the thing Look, was, I, the I thing uh, that we, we said it in the offseason. We all said to each other, I remember, 
we all believed the rotation would work itself out. We did. Like, we, like I'm not going to backtrack. We said it. Don't even pretend you didn't. I know you did. Uh, yes, yes, we did. So we obviously bought into it. But with that said, like Eddie was saying, it is Cashman's job in the end to evaluate talent and decide what works best well, within his it's budget. It's also his job and, to evaluate risk as well. No, of course. And the reality was a guy like, let's say, Lance Lynn or maybe a Joe Musgrove was within our budget while also being a much less lesser risk option for us. I mean, it would have worked out much better if we had those two, let's say, over Kluber and Tyone. Maybe it's a different fucking season. Who knows? Yeah. And can, yeah. I, can I just add, like, yeah, yeah. Lance Lynn, I mean, maybe the prospect cost was a little high. To me, that didn't really matter at the time because this was World well, Series yeah. season. Yeah, me too. But I didn't care. A guy like Musgrove, like, that didn't really make much sense to me why we didn't go after him, who wasn't very expensive in prospect costs and was much more And they certain. clearly liked him. Right. And he was they want, they, they wanted Tyone. to get him with Tyone. Yeah, Absolutely. I think we should have pushed for him a little harder. I mean, he wasn't great last season or the season before, but I mean, he's healthy. He, my he's gut someone... tells me it was a makeup thing and a prospect cost thing. Just a yeah. guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking, you know. Well, Tyone, is, Tyone was a bust. Tyone uh, has. He's just horrible. I, I, we, I remember when uh, we made the trade uh, and uh, me and Luke did the pod. It was. We were really excited. We thought we thought he'd really get this figured out, but really, no, really not at just, all. He really just. He, he's got like good stuff, and it's just like it doesn't like. It doesn't it, work. It just doesn't. It's not working, and uh, you know, he went. He he changed his mechanic. He changed his mechanics, and then he changed them back to what they were. And, and that's that's a concerning thing, honestly. If like, anything, it's like, like he, he literally said how it he, doesn't work. He even acknowledged it, like it's just like it's not working, and like he's legitimately pitching like a non-tender can- candidate at the end of the year. Like he's gonna be gone. He, I think. He's pitching so poorly to the point where I don't even like want him back. <laughs> it's like like he's been he's been really bad. We scored ten runs for him, and he gave up five in five innings against the Angels. It's just not. Only, it's just not yeah. good enough. And give up two. The only moves. way he stays, I think, is if, if they move him to the bullpen or something. Otherwise, I think he's yeah, gone. Yeah. Like, and another thing is like down in the farm, Davy. Davy's been awful, and Clark oh Schmidt. Clark Schmidt got hurt. And Yankees so, like, really fucked up not moving one of those two. And the thing is, though, I think it's also they're just trade, not good at nurturing talent, man. Trade, trade like they're prospect. really, really not. I mean, Davy Garcia. I mean. Scouts were saying I, I forget what it was, but like they changed his pit his pitch um yeah his pitch the pitches he's been using they make like, him he's throw using a pitches he, yeah like and he doesn't work well with the slider yet they're trying to force it on him he's because fast. that's the Yankees' philosophy and the he's Yankees have done change this with multiple, the Yankees have done this with multiple pitches where they try to enforce their philosophy of this works better even if they're already getting results. And they and their argument is this will help you get even better results. But you know what? They're too stubborn in the ways because when it doesn't work, they don't want to go back to the old ways. They just want to keep forcing it onto them until it eventually fucking works. But you know what? Not all pitchers can pitch that way. That they, they're not robots. That's not the way it works. And yeah, Sonny Gray is a prime example of that. There's so many times this has happened in the Yankee system. And you know what? 
I do not fully believe in their ability to, to develop a lot of these starting pitching prospects we have, whether it's a guy like Luis Medina, Ken Waldachuk, Luis Hill. I mean, Funky there's a few Medina. guys. Like, I just don't believe they're – I don't trust them to develop these guys. I don't. Did you mention Luis Hill? I did. Okay. Just I just don't want to forget him because he's awesome. Yeah, it's you know it's really concerning, and I'm you know, really you, you know what's crazy. It. You know what's crazy is like, legitimately, like, we're our farm is like getting really, really good. It's getting like, close to top ten, like, man. Like it's getting really good, but like, it's scary, man. Like Medina and Heal uh, are, I really do have a lot of hope for them. You know, they they really remind me of like, you know, kind of more. More akin to what Luis Severino was as a prospect, as opposed to what Clark and Davey are. Uh, like they have just electric stuff. Luis Hill, you know, can really rear back and hit upper 90s as well. You know, we all know what Medina does with his uh, 100 mile an hour fastball coming. You know, he's like six foot eight as well, and it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. They, Medina is actually not that big. No, really. He's How six one. Luis Medina? Yeah. I read 6'7 somewhere. Hold no, on. he's not he's not even close to that big. That's actually one thing some scouts are scared about. They they wish he was a little taller given how hard he throws. They're a little hmm. worried about his durability. Maybe maybe it was the Yeah, six one it says. Okay. My D- fault. Domingo Acevedo was like really yeah, big. I but... think I might have gotten him mixed up with Acevedo and he's pitching. Where's uh, Domingo right now? He's pitching for the Oakland Athletics out of their bullpen. Yeah. Is he doing good? I don't even know. Yeah, I, Is he I, lights out. Like he's, only made, he's, o- he's only made he's only made a few appearances, uh, mm-hmm. so so I'm not gonna I, I don't judge. Uh, but yeah, and uh, they got Caprillion over there, and Caprillion just threw seven innings of one run ball against the Red Sox. So. I mean, but look how long it, long it took for that to even work out for the Athletics. Yeah, that was a project uh, that I get why they moved him. Development is never a linear kind of thing. And also, like, if you think about it, well, if you think about it, like, Tommy John, he gets the Tommy John, he comes back, he works his way up, and now here he is. It just took, it just yeah, took a while that, because That's of the not a job. move I judged the Yankees for at all, either, because it made sense yeah. at the time. Right. It did. And yeah. you know what? Yeah. 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 How long ago was that now? Was, what yeah. year was that? 20 years. Yeah. 17. Yeah, yeah, four years. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. We, wouldn't, we wouldn't have any regrets about it if Sonny was actually what we thought he was. And you know what? In 2017, he actually was... Not horrible at all. He was solid. Yeah. He's pretty solid. He was solid. Besides, I only remember um, him in the playoffs when he started game one of the ALDS in Cleveland. He did did pretty good postseason. Yeah, I think we just didn't score any runs. Yeah, Bauer. I don't even think he was bad. Yeah, Bauer really shut us down. Bauer shut shut us down. Then we lost game two, and then we won three in a row. Game two, I still. Yeah. Good thing we won because we've been in hindsight, about that for a long in time. hindsight, I look back on that game and, and laugh, knowing that yeah. you know, the Bird Homer was next, and then Judge Robin Lindor of a Homer, and then Game Five yeah. was just madness, and then we won, and and then you know, yeah, good year, good year for us, but and look where and, we are now. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> think, let's think, look let's think us. of it, let's think of some things this way, like we've got Judge right now playing great baseball and he's like a he's a team leader in games played i think it's i think dj's first by one game on him but like judge has been out there 
he's been healthy. We had some concerns about him earlier in the year, like uh, what's going on with the lower half. No, no, actually, he's just he's fine. Uh, and uh, he's playing. And not only is he healthy, he's playing at a very, very high level. He's playing like Aaron Judge, right? He's got you twenty know, home. Run- he's got twenty home runs already. I'm honestly so worried about this team, man. Like not just for this year, but I mean like beyond this year, because. There's just some guys in this lineup. I, I'm just scared to know what are they really? Like what is ball. what is yeah? Like what or even just progression, depending. I mean, because I don't think some of this is all juice ball. Because this is like some of this is has to be beyond just the juice ball. Like Glaber, he doesn't lose 36 home runs just because of a juice ball. That's not right. That's not maybe that's not realistic. Down to like. 2025. 20, but like, yeah, that's like, not he's not—he's not a single digits home run hitter. That's I what I'm we, saying. It I goes beyond just a juice ball. Yeah. 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 So, what's what's happening with Glaber is really like you're seeing him. What I've I've had it explained to me a few times. It's, it's like an, it's an enigma, man. And, really. and what he's doing is he's so focused on making contact that he's not focused on making hard contact, and so he's swinging at balls out of the zone and he's trying to pull him and he's making weak contact and when he does get fastballs in the zone he's under it and he's popping him up and he's just not barreling out the ball the barrels are not there dude he literally is like near the bottom of the league he, in right right now he, he, he literally get hard at all. his swing his his mechanics are so poor right now that his swing is literally broken like it's it, it like it's fixable it's fixable but it's just that you know he's got to he's got to start he's got to focus more on it, it's got to happen next year like it literally yeah. needs to happen yeah. next I'm, year otherwise I mean, hopefully he fin- hopefully he finishes this year strong I mean, hopefully right? yeah like, give me some optimism going like, into next year that'd and be like great some some optimism about Glaber is that his walks are up and that he's actually like besides some mental lapses he's actually been he's actually shown that he's a good he's a decent shortstop you know, he just has to clean up like the mental lapses and like the lazy errors. But like, I, I think like he's taken a big step with defense, and uh, it's just about now. Like we have to fix that man's swing, <laughs> and it's like Marcus Timms, you fix Gary, bro. I need you to fix Glaber. And uh, another positive is Gary has been awesome as well. He's an OPS over 800, got his starting starting job back. Yeah, good, you know, good for him. I'm happy to see him doing well. I just wish we had some other guys. I mean, like, you look at even someone like, well. Stanton, like, look at someone like Stanton, man. Like, he frustrates me so much because we obviously know how good he is. And he's been playing. Like, he's been playing yeah. a decent he's amount. Had one, he's one had one, one little yeah. IL stint, but it was but nothing, even with nothing that, major. Like, he's only at 14 home runs. And I think he needs to... He needs to be better than yeah, that. Yeah, you want you want to see him go on a little home run run. Like this is John Carlos Stanton. This is meant to be our cleanup hitter. Yeah. The guy we're paying no, two hundred something million to for the rest of his contract you for the know, next like seven years. Like, we know, need more out you know, of him. You just kind of you just kind of like kind of struck me with something, and that's that. Besides John Carlos' run in April, remember when he's hitting like a home run every week? No Yankee player has really had a run. Where they are, they are just like an unstoppable force. Nobody's been yeah, like. Gary was close, but Ga- Gary was getting Ga- close. But Gary was close. Not quite. Not quite. But like nobody, G- Gary was red hot for a while, but like nobody's like besides Gary and that Giancarlo run. I mean, That's like it. Ju- Judge has been just like Judge is like the model of consistency, really. Like he'll have like a rough. Which like, is, 10 like, games. It's, it's awesome, but yet also annoying, honestly. It's like, dude. Like, 
Dude, give, me, give me something different. Hit five home please. runs in a week or something. Just like, like <laughs> when's the last time you've done that, my man? Like, come yeah, on, give like, me something. Like, let's do one of those crazy runs, man. I think like just carry the offense for a week. Uh, we just we just haven't had many of those, and it's like honestly, like I think we we all acknowledge now more than ever that like this isn't working, but it's not completely broken. It's it's fixable, but changes must be made. Are we, are, are we in agreement there? Like, I think we can all agree that changes should be made. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just not not just with uh, the coaching staff or the front office, but also, like, literally, like, let's switch it up with players, like, starting no, players. No, the, there needs to be changes. Right. You know, people love to focus on coaches, but the players need to be held accountable, too. They, they really need to be. Definitely. Yeah. Like, can, we, can we all agree on this? Like, mm-hmm. first of yes. all, I said before the season that, if this team didn't win a World Series, Aaron Boone should be let go. Uh, I think like we're he's not even going to be. We're not even going to be close to winning a World Series. I, I mean, we're in a debate on whether we're going to make the playoffs or not right now. So I, I don't care how much blame is on him or how much is actually his fault, but just from a perspective of like failing to meet expectations, even though most of it's on the players. I think you just need a new face in there after this. I, I do think that will happen. I, I think if they don't make the postseason, especially, I don't see a scenario where he comes back at this point. And you know, I'm fine with that. But I it's really just hope a the really Yankees... hard sell for the fan base. The, the only thing with that is if they don't change their mindset with the way they look at managers, they're never going to make any progress anyway. That's oh, the big by, thing. Like, by the they way, need, they need to find the right guy. By the yeah, way, but, uh, we. I have to I have to acknowledge this. It's that the Yankees this just goes to show how much like the Yankee the Yankee uh I don't know what to say. Like this just go I'm just gonna say this just goes to show that the Yankees really don't give a shit about the fans too much unless they're you know, they're giving you money. Uh they only care about they only really care about the money. They don't really care about much else. Which obviously as a business I understand that you have to care primarily about the money, but like, come on, Yankee game. We all know that you know doubleheaders now have become seven innings for I think for this year, and like that'll get negotiated next year. The Yankee game Friday gets rained out, and now we have a doubleheader scheduled for Sunday. But if you remember, the Yankees let everyone into the stadium on Friday. They got all they got all the chicken bucket sales. They got, you know, a bunch of, you know, I think they have, like, an all-you-can-eat uh, kind of plan for, like, certain, certain like, sweets and shit. And, like, so they got all the sales they could. They squeezed every last dollar out. Then they canceled the game. Then the doubleheader that they scheduled, your ticket is only good for one of those games, right? And it's a seven-inning game, and it's a day game. On the 4th of July. That's really shit. And then, That's so <laughs> shitty. So you're getting two less innings, and you're probably going to be busy that day because it's the 4th of July. And, like, single – and, like, uh, that that should have been single admission. That should have been a single admission doubleheader and, uh, or something. And, you know, give give all the fans vouchers or something. Just, like, just like literally anything but what they actually did. Like, it was such a big middle finger to the fans. And, like, really – and we're doing this in a time in which you're not even willing to spend over $210 million to get better baseball players so we can actually win yeah. games. And, like, 
You, mm-hmm. They are so lucky that the Subway Series happened because that fucking stadium was like half Met fans. Like, yeah, I was the, about like, to say that. Like, dude, Yankee fans aren't showing up. We're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Well, at, we're getting close to the end, but like, we don't want to watch a shitty baseball team, and then you're gonna treat us like shit too, as well. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why? Like, what makes you think that that would be a good idea? Like, the only the only way we're coming back to the stadium is if we're playing good baseball, because we just want to see our favorite players play baseball and win games. Like, that's why we're mm-hmm. fans, right? Like, I, I go I go to Yankee Stadium to watch Aaron Judge hit a danger and win a game. Like, that's that's what I do. Like. So, you know, it's just not right. Yeah. It, it wasn't right what they did, uh, and I just um, felt like, They're not yeah. treating their fans well at all. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree with, with both of you on this, you know, especially with them needing to make some personnel changes. And I, I know this has been a drum that people have been banging for a while. And no, I'm not going to say, let's hire Buck Showalter. No, I'm please, idiot. God. No. I'm please not God. an idiot. But, um, but Buck Showalter really, said he wouldn't want Joey really, They need to consider going after a guy like Dave Capone. I don't care. I think they really should. Like it's it's stupid that they don't consider him more. I feel like they only give him an interview out of pity almost and it's kind of fucked up because that dude is so smart. He understands analytics so well and he just understands the game of baseball in a way that I think Boone doesn't. Like he yeah. he he'll, he will literally say, "Oh, I hope Boone doesn't do this." And then Boone will do exactly what Cohen is like advising yeah. against. And it's like, yeah. Like you I, see it during broadcast. I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I really do. But the Yankees need someone with the personality of more of an Alex Cora, to be honest. Because, like, the love fest, the everything is fine attitude. It's just, the worst. It's just not. It I doesn't. Hate it. It doesn't fly well. It doesn't. There's no accountability, man. Like, and this is like, New York, you the land of accountability. You get away with it when you win 100 games, make the playoffs, like they did in 2018, 2019. But it doesn't fly when you're six games over 500 last year, and you know we're one game over now. It just doesn't work. You're it's fucking you're, bizarre. You're del- it's just it goes from it goes from okay, they're just gonna treat the regular season like that, but they're gonna win 100 games, win a division, and make the playoffs. But now it's they're still doing it, and they're one game over, and they're in serious jeopardy of completely missing out on the playoffs altogether, and they're still acting this way, and it's just that, it's just not, it's not, it's it's delusional. Like that, that's the word. It's delusional. Like if you think that it's fine right now, it's delusional. We've got players making boneheaded mistakes constantly, double plays galore. And really, I, I used I, I made fun of Joel Sherman for his article earlier in the year about the Yankees' lack of athleticism, but he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We gotta get we gotta he's get little, we gotta get a little bit more athletic, especially like if we can get like an, uh, a Joey Gallo in left field. This that dude not not only does he get on base a lot, hit a bunch of dingers, but he's an elite elite outfielder. He's he's fat. He's actually like. An athlete, and and I think we just need athletes. You know, Glaber's 24, right? And he can't run. He can't run to save his life. It's like, oh, my God. And, like, Luke Voigt put on a clinic yesterday at first base of how to not play first base. Uh, And, like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I've said this on Twitter. Uh, Luke Voigt is the the guy that I would trade. (laughs) You know, I'm... 
I'm in the camp of if they trade him, I'm okay with it. If they get a good replacement, of course, but I'm not on the on your trend where like, yeah, we gotta trade this guy. Like I'm not there. No, that's not I where th- my head is. I just think. I think like. I mean, I just I think it's the time. I think. Well, who it's do the you? Time. Well, who do you replace Luke Voigt with? Well, tell me, tell me, are we going over the luxury tax or are we not? First of all, I just want to. <laughs> you know, I and think, I, think, I think that's I why think we went we will. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think I, I so, think the Yankees are going to go over, but yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily think they're going to give a 10-year deal to Corey Seager either. No, no, no. So like my 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 thought my my thought process is like there are obviously a lot of options here. We've got. You do have Freddie Freeman, who's a free agent. I don't think that we're gonna sign Freddie Freeman. I just want to Me say, like, I, he, I just, I just wanted to say that he's. I would awesome. like Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Uh, me. I don't know if Anthony Rizzo's a free agent, but like, the Cubs. He are might bad. have an option. The Cubs are pretty bad, so like, I don't know if that's an option, but like, Anthony Rizzo is a left-handed bat and also a Gold Glove first baseman, so like, that's not a terrible idea, you know. Uh, I don't think Matt Olson would be available, but like he's like my ideal kind of Yankee Stadium guy, and we saw what he did against us. Like that dude is just awesome. So if you want to go there, or or you go internal and you de- and you can develop Austin Wells as a first baseman if you want. You can you've got options, and really no, I agree. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay a thirty-year-old. A guy, I think he's 30 now, and he'll be 31 next year. He's got, what, two years left? Two two or three years left. Uh, he's just Ooh. about to hit his arbitration years. Boy. I'm talking about what? He's just about oh, to hit his arbitration oh, years. He's got an injury history, right? A long, It's a pretty long injury history, to be honest. Like, he gets long. hurt. He gets, he's gotten hurt every year. And so I think, you know, at, while he's young, you strike when the iron's the iron is hot. Maybe you even get a nice relief pitcher to replace an Aroldis Chapman or a Zach Britton. Uh, I mean, I agree. I, I would do that. It's just, again, who is replacing up, Luke Voigt? I just yeah, don't know but, who's replacing like, Luke there Voigt. Are, well, the issue, the issue is, like, who are they willing to get to replace Luke Voigt? <laughs> Like, because, they, you know, the big thing is when you go into the outfield to get some upgrades, you got to make sure if you're getting, let's say, because realistically, let's not undersell Luke Voigt entirely. When Luke Voigt's right, you know, he is a 900 OPS kind of guy. Like, yes, he is nice. that good. So and when you go into the outfield and you're looking for guys, you got to get someone of that caliber from the left side, ideally, to replace that bat if you're going to take an offensive downgrade at first base, which you probably are, most likely. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to like say like Luke Voigt's a bad player or anything. No, 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 no. It's just. That, oh, I know. Just that. Here's the thing, guys. Like, I think I've realized this more than, more this year than any other year is that sometimes, the numbers don't match the fit. Oh, exactly. And, and, exactly. And so, and so, maybe this is just a group of guys, who just don't fit their style and that their f- is exactly what the nerds don't get man and it drives me nuts because and maybe says, there's you not, know, maybe, maybe there's just not a, a statistic to say this there's maybe, not maybe uh, i don't know but like maybe this just isn't working and like maybe like i don't know i'm just saying it's not working right now and like a chance exactly. and like it it hasn't worked in the playoffs obviously 
And really, the Yankees historically have always just had lefty bats, and like it's it's just it's been a good idea to have lefty it bats. It usually works pretty well. I mean, the last time the last time we won a World Series, you had Cano, Swisher, Melky, Gardner, Teixeira, uh, there's Jorge, Matsui. It was just like and Johnny Damon, like lefty, 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 lefty. You know, a bunch of switch hitters as well. And I'm not saying we have to recreate the 2019 or anything. We don't have to have five. Four switch hitters, one lefty, and you know shit like that. But what I what I am saying is that I want my center fielder to be a, a lefty. I want my left fielder to be a lefty. I want my first baseman to be a lefty. And uh, you know, and not Aaron Hicks. And yeah, I mean, like you got Florio who's doing really well. So like, if if Esteban Florio keeps this up and actually plays well, I will take back what I said about him last year. Last offseason. I will take oh, it back I on the air. I will you know, take he, it back. He's I was... making progress for sure, I think. Like, he's showing signs of getting better at AAA. Like, he has, he's just been streaky. Like, he has some really good stretches, then he has some bad stretches. But yeah. that this might be part yeah. of the process, you know. It's it's still early mm-hmm. on in his AAA career, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens there. Yeah, but um, he's, you know. still, he's still young. He's 23. No, of course. Like, yeah, I mean, of course. like, I, I definitely have a lot of hope for him. Uh, now uh, and I'm really impressed by what he's actually been doing after a year of not playing double a baseball he just went from like yeah high a to triple a which is very a big jump yeah so, so I'm 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 dipping my toe in the Florial waters and I'm not and obviously like if he keeps this up he also becomes very uh you know attractive as a trade piece as well just saying uh you know and like I do think that Hicks I think it's time to move Hicks as well, uh, like Eddie just mentioned, and not because he's a bad player as well. I'm not. I'm not saying like Hicks is a bad, when Hicks is on the field, he's uh, he doesn't he does a good job. He, I'm he's, be honest though, he's the big thing about him. His defensive metrics going down so much really does hurt his value. Well, well, like that's the thing. Like he's now in an older center fielder. He's in his 30s now. He is like Luke Voigt, Giorgio. Aaron Hicks. And no spring chicken. Like, none of those three are actually, like, young. Like, Gio's 29, Voight's 30, and Hicks is 30 or 31, and he's playing the most physically demanding position, right? So, mm-hmm. this is... So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta acknowledge, like, hey, I don't wanna, I don't wanna keep paying a 30-year-old, 31-year-old, 32-year-old Aaron Hicks. I don't wanna do it. Because he's old. I mean, well, because he's he's not. I'm not saying like he's old, but I'm saying like the like you said, the metrics are going down because he's he's going to slow down. He's had multiple injuries, like many many. He's injuries. had very major lower, injuries. Lower body injuries, Tommy John surgery, wrist. He's the definition of injury prone. Like like he's had a lot of injuries, and like center field is not like this isn't going to get easier for him. If you think like he's going to, if you think like he's going to like turn like the fountain of youth or something. It's not. It's not happening. It's just he's 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 getting older, and it's time. And I do think a team will want a, a high on base percentage corner outfielder, who you know can hit 20, 25 home runs. Uh, you know with his cool swing, and you know he'll he's got a, he's got a good arm, uh, allegedly, and uh, you know I think a team will want him just for his on base percentage and his uh, defense. I mean, if you look at Detroit, Detroit literally signed Robbie Grossman for that exact reason. The fact that he never swings the bat and he's a fine corner outfielder. So like 
that's my comp for Aaron Hicks is like the Robbie Grossman contract. And he got like, uh, I think he got like $8 million. So, mm-hmm. and Hicks is yeah, only making it, 10 per year, by the way. Hicks is definitely a guy that the Yankees got to try trading. And um, again, I, I think the Yankees top priority in the offseason needs to be getting two lefty bats and possibly keeping two lefty outfielders. I think that's the best way to go. And it used to be good, good too, because um, we need, for the first time in years, we need a big defensive outgrade in the outfield because the Yankees have always had a really, yeah, we, really good defensive outfield for like maybe the last probably close to 10 years, honestly. Like it's been a while since they've yeah. had a bad defensive outfield. Yeah, like, listen, Judge is still doing his thing out in right field, but like center field, Gardner's, Gardner's old now. Gardner, it's not, it's, it's getting close to over for Gardner. And he and, doesn't play every day anyway. Yeah, and he shouldn't be playing every day. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, he's a, yeah. Brett Gardner's arm is very poor in center field, <laughs> and I don't think that's something that was lost with age. They always I just don't take, think it was ever there. They always <laughs> take the extra base on him. It's so funny. I mean, uh, I, I don't really blame them. There's like a five percent chance. I almost feel distance. bad for him. Yeah, honest. I mean, but that was never a strength of his. Even no, no, his, no. his prime, like. You can hide it better when you put him in left field. You know, right. I will, I'm will. i going to bring out some interesting off-season candidates to you guys, and, and I want to know what you guys think, just out of curiosity. Okay. It's some guys that I didn't even think of, but I'm just going through the list of free agency, and I was like, oh, he's actually a free agent. He's not doing that bad, surprisingly. Mm. Like, at first base, I didn't even think of this name. Brandon Belt's actually pretty good. Honestly. He's old, but like... He's, he's getting older, but he, that means he'll probably sign a short-term deal, honestly. He's a lefty bat. He's having a pretty decent year. I mean, not the worst idea. I mean. He's been, like, on a Yankee. He, like, there are certain players throughout baseball that are, that are just stuck on, like, Yankee fan lists. Yeah. And I've heard Brandon Belt's name for the past 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible, honestly. Like, that that might be in Cashman's wheelhouse or Good yeah. even though Good we – yeah. And especially since I feel like we're not going to go with like a eight year deal for anyone. I mean, no, like, that's, no. that's why I'm trying to look at those kind of options. Like a fit. I mean, we're, that we're not giving sense. we're not giving Freddie Freeman ooh, like a seven year deal. You're going to like this. You're going to okay. like this. His okay. outs above average is 87th percentile. Ten year deal right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, if you want to sign a three year deal, I'll fucking do that as long as he finishes the year strong. Because right now he's um. I'm guessing he, maybe he was hurt because he only has 201 plate appearances. But in those 201 plate appearances, he's, he's at uh, 11 home runs. He has 875 OPS, and he's a great defender. So uh, that's what you want to see. Mm. Yeah, I just I want I want a lefty bat at first base, and I want him to actually be able to play defense. Okay, that's it. Uh, Brandon Belt is has structural dam- minimal structural damage in his right. Yeah. Knee. So he's got a knee injury right now. Uh, still, still good player. As uh, as long as it's not major, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's fine. Uh, I don't, you know. But uh, but I definitely agree with you. If the Yankees are smart, the Joey Gallo is the target. Like if they were to add at the deadline, if they plan to actually keep him for the foreseeable future, which I would assume they would, then I'm okay with trading guys for Joey Gallo. Like that's yeah. like that's my thing. Like I'm only trading for guys if they really insist on adding that are going to be here for the foreseeable future. Because you know, even though I'm, we're talking about trading 
yeah, we're, we're talking about trading players, but we don't want to tear it all down. We want to retool the team. Like, there's a, there's a big difference. Absolutely. Like, if we were looking at rentals, like Starling Marte. Like, no. Definitely I someone I'd be I interested in. But, um, yeah, if we were. But if we're not. If we were contending. That's definitely an outfield that I'd definitely be looking and at. And you know what? If the Yankees said to themselves, maybe we're going to get two outfields in the offseason anyway. Let's say we trade for Marte now because we want to give this year a run and he's not that expensive and we plan to resign him. Then I can maybe at least, you know, get with it under the right circumstances. But, right. you know, it just it, it depends. It, it, there's a lot of variables there. And, you know, even though he's a righty bat, you know, he's a good center fielder. You know, I wouldn't be upset if they decided to sign him for a couple of years, let's say, hypothetically. That would be pretty cool. Or especially if they got, like, let's say him and Joey Gallo. Like, that could be a fucking lit outfield right there. Like Aaron Judge, Starling Marte, and Joey Gallo. That would be sick. Yeah, the only problem with like signing Marte to a multiple-year deal is like it's kind of like the Hicks situation because the I think I saw that the the defensive metrics are kind of slowing down a little actually, bit. Actually, well. his oh. outs above average is 87th. Oh wow, nice. He's actually uh, having a nice year for himself. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Been, he's actually had like a really nice career uh, if you look. Oh at, yeah. If you look Very at like you know his war and stuff, he's you know he's had a really nice year with you know started with the Pirates and all that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely someone that you at least consider. Obviously, prefer it's preferable to get a, a left-handed bat. Uh, yeah, Gallo yeah. is definitely the main target. I mean, dude, his, his StatCast page is so nice. It, I love it. it. You look at 96th in barrel percentage, 95th in outs above average, 95th in outfielder jump, 99th in walk percentage. I mean, the guy hits the shit out of the ball. He walks, like, come he's on, dingers, and he plays good defense. And he's also and left-handed. He's at tw- and he's had 20 home runs with an 874 OPS. Like if the Yankees are smart, they do everything they can to trade for Joey Gallo, and they keep him for the next God knows how many years because that is a lefty bat that you can build around in addition to guys like Judge and whoever else ends up not being a flop because God knows. And it's a point. better it's a better fit than uh, Kyle Schwarber was in the offseason because Gallo's an elite defender. Exactly. And and the defense is something we really need right now. So I think if you yeah. add him and you especially if they can get one more, let's say they trade Voight, add a really de- good defensive middle infielder or a first baseman in place of him. And I'll feel really, really good about the team defense if they do both. Like, I'll feel really good about it. Yeah, I mean, like you can put uh, I mean, you can put DJ at first if you want for a year or it, two. If they got a good enough middle infielder that, like, is a really good bat, then sure. Because I don't want to have, like, two, you know, like, middle of the – kind of middle of the pack hitters in the lineup with with um someone like Voight out. Like, I need someone in that 800 OPS range at least to get in that spot. Yeah, I think, like, I think we can both agree that – all agree that, uh, you know, if we're going to sign, like, a middle infielder, probably we'll be, like – if they're going to go big, you go Corey Seager just because, like, that, that's the fit. But, like, uh, you know, Brandon Crawford is a free agent. He's having a great year, and he would be pretty cool. Hey, I'm certainly not going to say no. He's already bad, but if he's having a good year and the metrics support that he's worth signing, then, yeah, I consider. I mean, it just it Garrett all depends. calls brother-in-law. That's a I big, that's a big that. thing, man. That is a big that's why, thing. That's why we got uh, Tyons. Uh, we got Tyons because Garrett Cole's friends with him. Now, so, we're not yeah. we're not interested in good baseball players. We're just interested in making Garrett Cole happy. 
Brandon Crawford yes. got that sexy 98th house above average, man. Brandon Crawford has put up 3.4 war this oh, year. Gee, I didn't realize he was having this good of a year. Wow, 17 home runs. Yeah. And last year had a really nice year for himself as well, 792 OPS. And he's good hey, you know what? I'm kind of on this train a little bit now. Oh, left. wait, he bats. He's a lefty? Yes, he is. I, yeah. I could have sworn he was a righty. What the fuck? Oh, he wow. Is. Oh, in 2016, he was uh, he had 25 de- defensive runs saved. So why the hell is he not a Yankee? He also this year he's been uh, worth five defensive runs saved. And so yo, sign games. this guy. Wait, I never realized he was the lefty bat and he was doing that good offensively. Jesus. Yes, he's uh, he's a little older though. He is 34. He's so 34, he's but. But you're, I mean, you saw, like, two-year deal? Give him a two-year deal. Yeah, that's to say. And, you know, the yeah. thing is, with shortstops that are that good defensively, too, even when they age, they have such good instincts that they're still going to be average defenders even as they get older, at least. Like, they're at least – they don't be- become below-average defenders because even when the range goes, they have the instincts to make up for it. Yeah, he's good at baseball and, like – Lefty bat. I like lefty you bats. Know, I'm I'm really down right now, actually. He changed, I mean, he changed wow. the swing. And on fan graphs, he's been worth three war. So, like, still, that's, that's a 0.6 war difference. Yeah. But still, he's on pace for, like, what, five, over well over five wins. So, like, you know, he's uh, having a really, uh, okay, really so nice I year for himself. Okay, so I'm on the Brandon Crawford train now. Well, if you're, if you're going, if you're going, uh, Short term, you know, le- lesser amount of money, you go Crawford. If you want to go bit for the big fish, you can go Seager. So, like, those are the two middle infield options that, you know, speak to me right you now. You know, I'm, I think what the Yankees may want to do is because as much as I want a guy like Corey Seager or Trevor Story, the Yankees, um, you look at what they've been doing, and I'm not sure how far they're going to go above the tax, but – a guy like Seager is going to cost what? I mean, thirty plus million a year. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. He, just on his name, even if he's not worth it, stats wise, his name alone, someone's going to be stupid to pay it either way. Like, per- no. Personally, if we're going to be the budget Yankees and we're going to have to need to reset the tax every few Spread years, we money. can't. We can't do it. Like we just can't. And it's not it's- even just that. Like I would rather just spread the money around because of the fact that uh, this is not a team that needs one player. This is a team that needs four or five i mean they need more than just one so i think the yankees are going to need to spread that money around a little and if they spread it let's say to a to a brandon crawford and then they get a joey gallo they get a first baseman they add a reliever and a starter they can do that all at an affordable price if they're smart like they definitely can so yeah and you know if they're smart that could be a good enough offseason to go right back to a world series contender so mm-hmm. They just have to be smart. That's all. By the way, by the way, Anthony Rizzo is a free agent after the end of this. Yes, year. he is. I checked. Yeah, so like that's nice. Uh, but yeah, it's it's between Crawford. It's like Crawford would be the best fit. Uh, you know, but I don't know. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's kind of sad that here we are on July fifth and we're talking about our off season because our yeah. baseball team literally can't get out of out of its own way and like. Let's just get into what's what happened this week. Can we just talk about this week? What happened this week? Like, I need to talk about this. Uh, so, all right. So let well, well now that it's Monday, last week. Well, then also you know yesterday was a shit show as well. Uh, who broke Aroldis Chapman? 
spider attack. Yeah, like we blew a four, we got he got the first out of the inning in uh on what was it Monday Tuesday, and then he proceeded to give up. He walked three straight guys. Then against the lefty, decided to throw a slider, and he gives up a grand slam to tie the game. Uh, yeah, you know it's this. It's honestly really rough, and I don't know how he's gonna fix it because this is no easy fix. I think either way, he's either hurt. And he's just got terrible the, body language. Right he's either now, hurt or the spider attack is killing him. One or the other. I think See. there's no in between here. Like it's bad, man. Uh, it's, it's horrible. Not, it's not good. It's Let's bad. be honest. Is there even a single strong part of this team right now? Because the bullpen is honestly not exactly no. great. I mean, do you have Chapman doing poorly? Britain's okay, I guess, but I honestly don't want to. Right now, we do not. Right now, actually, like, right now, like we score runs, sort of, but nah, like not, but not I like I wouldn't push it. It's not a strength. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's passable. Not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider it a strength. Yeah, you're right. It could right be now, passable, but not right a now, Right now, we're firing on no cylinders. And that's that's really bad. Like, we don't have a good defense, the defensive team. They don't hit. They can't run on the bases. I mean, what is there? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. the, the, we're not working with much right now. And like I said, the schedule is not exactly easy looking forward. I mean, we have the Mariners next. They are... Not a great team, obviously, but they're at least a passable team this year. They're 45 and 40. That's better than us. You go past them, you have the Astros, who are the best team in the league. You go beyond that, you go to Boston again, and then you're going to face Tampa and Phillies, and then Boston again. So, like, you're facing a lot of good teams. It's pretty crazy that, like, Dusty Baker and Tony LaRussa are, like, they're the most old school of the old school. And, like, their teams are both in first place. That is actually pretty crazy. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? I really don't understand it all because the Yankees team is I just so weird, man. Like, I just all don't about, get it. It's all about the talent, but it's all about the fit as well, man. That's like, the thing. It's the fit because the Yankees Gabe, have that talent. Gabe, Gabe Kapler's over in San Francisco. He's a very analytical person, and they're killing it. They're playing, they're playing so far above where we thought they were actually going to play. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. that's just because, you know, the players fit well together and he's a good manager. Kevin Gausman's yeah, awesome. Look at, the, look at the 2017 Yankees. Yeah, Were they the, the way, best team we've ever seen? No, the way, but they gelled the, so well. By the way, bro, like, yeah. I know we just spent $300 million on Garrett Cole, but, like, Kevin Gausman is, like, he's pitching like a god right now. And he's, yeah. a, free, he's a free agent after the year. And I mean, like, hey. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna need a starter realistically because right. going into can you next imagine year. a rotation of Cole Gausman and Severino? Yeah, but the thing is though, I'm not sure what to think of Sevy yet. I'm not. Yeah, but uh, am I. but what I mean is like a Sevy that. I mean, if he's, he's healthy and doing good, yeah, obviously that's great. But um, Syndergaard's a free agent as well, and he's but he's know, also this Tommy Yankees Jones. rotation just doesn't fill me with a ton of confidence right now. In, in no. general, and right now guys like Jordan Montgomery. He's fine. Like he hasn't pissed me off too much usually, but he's he's better as he's obviously fine. a number five. Yeah, he's he, he yeah be a four, four, five, five. four five. You know he's perfect there. It's just like I don't want. He's not our two, and he and right now he has to be our two. Yeah, like he's 
we always do this every year where like a, a, a pitcher is pitching in a spot where it doesn't fit him. Like, it's like, yeah, you're not an ace. You're not a number two. You're not a number three. And it's just like, as much as we like uh, Montgomery, he's a good pitcher. He's just not a, he's not a two. Not a two. Uh, and that's okay. Yep. That's okay. You don't have to be a two. You just have to be, you know, you just, just, just be good. Just be solid enough. And that's what he always is. It's just that we don't have a two. And, uh, you know, our two got hurt. And then our other two got hurt. So, uh-huh. fuck. So, yeah. And our number one has not been pitching at yeah. all. Like a number one. Yes. Coincidentally, so, since Kev- Spider Tax was banned <laughs> by Major so, League Baseball. Yeah. By the not way, a coincidence. By the way, Kevin Galsman's uh, baseball savant page right now is looking very pretty. 90th percentile ex Woba, 90th percentile expected ERA, 84th percentile expected batting average. 81st percentile expect slugging percent. It's just all really good. It's all in the red. It's all in the well, red. Well, yeah, he, he, I always liked him as a potential offseason move. I, I really liked him a lot, but, um, you know. I, I don't know if Hal's going to pay up, though. No, I don't think he is. I don't, I don't think he's looking to make big deals. I think he wants to do a lot of little deals. And you know what? That could work. That could like work. It just depends on what little deals. Because we need more than one player. Like I said, well, we, need, we need five in, in players. In hypothetical, the Yankees weren't wrong for trading for a young, a younger, controllable starting pitcher like Jamison Tyone. The problem is, is that we didn't get Joe Musgrove instead. No, absolutely, that's definitely the right thing to say. And um, they needed a guy that was a little bit more proven and had less risk on him because Tyone was a risk going in. And obviously, their scouts liked what they saw, but evidently, their scouts were wrong on this because he has been horrible despite the stuff being good and. I just don't see a scenario, like we said, where he makes it into the rotation beyond this year unless he suddenly pitches like an ace the next two months out of nowhere. I hope he does. It'd be great. It'd be nice. He's a really cool guy. It's just It'd be cool. It's hard to see it right now. And, uh, you know, we got to – I mean, it's a cutthroat business, man. Like, as much as we like the guy, like, I want to (laughs) win, you know? Like, I'm sorry. I hate to sound like a dick, but if you're not playing well, like – Bye. By yeah. the way, did we find out why Tyler Wade was sent down last night? I mean, they probably just felt with Tim LaCastro, they don't need him anymore. He's literally, Tyler yeah, Wade was literally I, their pinch runner. Yeah, but like, who replaces him? <laughs> LaCastro stays on the roster. Wait, I know why. Because they've called up Wandy as the 27th man. Well, yeah. And then now he's the 26th. Yeah, so. It's because they know they don't need Wade on the roster anymore with a guy like LeCastro there. Yeah, so that's that's what's happening. So nobody's getting called up. Not like, I mean, obviously, like, Ambergy and Park deserve call Honestly, though, like, those it pisses me off so much that the reason why they're not getting called up is literally because they'd be making 250000 250, That's literally why they're not getting called up, because they're making 250000 Okay. Oh, Eddie's heading out. We just he want is. to say peace out to Eddie. Uh, he's got a he's got important matters to attend to, and we thank him for hopping on. Yes, Eddie. Uh, it was really nice to yes. have you, Eddie. Uh, I have a final message. Yes. Oh, I away. can't be here for the remainder of our podcast. Keep my anger alive. Yes, we'll do. So we'll do. We'll do I'm still Eddie. angry. We'll do, buddy. Right. Have thank a great one, bro. Yep. See you, man. Peace out, guys. bro. And then there were two. 
So, what were we just discussing? I lost my train of thought. Uh, we were just discussing uh, spider tech, I think. And, no, uh, no, no, there no, 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 no. There's something else. Oh, shit. This isn't good. <laughs> Bad podcasting, but you know, now I'm... Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, oh, God. But I think we were talking about... No, I don't remember. Okay, whatever. Really it, hap- it happens, oh. man. I think... Were we talking about, like... No- oh, I, I remember. We are talking about, like, how not, not being willing to make moves. Big moves. I that. actually don't even think it was that, but we'll go uh, with that. Yeah, so, like... Uh, don't expect. I don't expect Kevin Galsman. I don't expect Corey Seager. I don't expect uh, Trevor Story or and and like by the way, the media really has to stop pushing the Trevor Story thing. It's not happening. For, it's so dumb. I, for I, five different reasons, it's not happening. Yeah, it's, it's not going makes no to sense. happen. He will not be a Yankee. It's not happening. This this is not George's Yankees. Okay. You know what? You know what? People haven't really talked about too much, honestly. What? How disappointing the DJ LeMahieu signing has been. Like this is a this should be a bigger topic of discussion, honestly. This is a guy we just signed to a six year deal, and he's playing like a below average baseball player. Yes, he is. He is not. Like I don't think people understand how serious that can be because he's fucking he's, up he's, my universe. He's literally on the roster for another five years. If if he suddenly can't hit above a seven fifty OPS then what the fuck is this team going to do? Because he's going to be forced into the lineup at first base or second base, and he's going to be at the bottom of the lineup making 15 mil a year. Yeah, I mean, 15 million a year. Uh, it's not, he's not unmovable, I'm just saying. like if He's not I, movable at least for a few years, realistically. I mean, he's not on uh, 15 million bucks, isn't Okay, but is anyone going to take DJ LeMayu at fifteen million for five years? No, 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 no. Like, I mean, like we would have to eat just a little bit. Like, I think someone would take him for like ten, to be honest. Like, I think like I, mean, 10. I think I with guess. his versatility and his defense and like his track record, I think someone would take him for like ten a year. Even so, you know, he's shown some signs of improvement during the yeah. year. But still, have yet to see. It's just been inconsistent, yeah. man. Like, it's like we haven't some... seen true DJ for more than like a week. Some days point. he'll hit like three balls hard, and it's like, oh, okay. And then some days he'll hit three rollovers to shortstop, and it's like, bro, where? It's, where did... it's gonna be really interesting to see how the Yankees navigate this because that's the one thing that scares me. Like, we need to make sure we get a good enough bat into the lineup to replace whoever we trade. Because if DJ doesn't pick it up, then you're gonna run into some serious problems, man. But um, you know, just looking at his baseball savant numbers, I mean. He's climbing closer to what he's been in the last two years. Like his average exit velocity has gone up, but it's still way below what it, you know, should be. It's not quite there yet. Um, his barrel percentage ain't too different. His whiff percentage is not too far off anymore. His K percentage is solid. Like a lot of things there here are, are still, yeah. Like there are very DJ qualities here. Like, and he's expecting batting average is actually um, in the 89th percentile, which is pretty interesting. Mm, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. There's a lot there where, like, you can say, oh, there is actually, like, hope. And there's a lot there where it's like, bro, I need you to stop hitting all singles. I need doubles and I need homers from you. I, I know, like... like the I homers even... aren't even killing me too much because he's at seven. Like, if he hits 15 to 20 a year, I think you take that if he's hitting like DJ. Yeah. But he's not hitting like DJ, so it doesn't work. 
Need more doubles too. Give me, give me some doubles. The Yankees are like really, really low and like actually hitting like doubles, which is pretty crazy. I mean, because um, they can't run. They They're can't no- run. Boy, boy can't run. Right, Stanton can't run because of his injury. Glaber is fast. Geo slow. Glaber slow. DJ Gary's a catcher. Fast. Gary's a catcher. Like the only guy that can consistently hit doubles is like Judge, and like I think Andrew Harder hits doubles and like yeah uh, Gardner. Uh, it's like nobody. And Gardner nobody doesn't even hit to begin with. So and like and like that's a big reason why we need to switch it up a little bit. You yeah. Know? Got to get faster. It's just yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't do this, man. And like we need Stanton to really kind of nut up a little bit and play the outfield going forward. We can't. Uh, we just can't have an everyday DH like this anymore. I know. I, it's just it doesn't work, man. It's like it's killing us. And like and really plaguing us, honestly. Not just, I don't mean no. I don't mean the, I don't mean like yeah. the salary or the the offensive stats. It's I just, just mean like, there's no flexibility in the lineup, man. If he's playing, yeah. he literally has to. You be want? A yeah, you just want like I don't like play left field for. Two two times two times a week or something. That honestly makes a huge difference. If he can play the outfield two days a week, the Yankees become and a much more him, flexible no, team. Nobody's asking him to be a gold lover. We're no. just like we're like passable. bro. Be bro. a passable outfielder. And you know what? If the ball's hit to you, just catch it. He is a passable outfielder. He was a, an above average defender his entire career. And you know what? It's not like he's old enough to the point where he lost all those tools. Like he still has a strong arm. He can still probably move pretty well. Like I don't think it's really too much of a concern. Like I think he's going to be a passable outfielder for two days a week. Like I'm, that's not even an issue at all. It may. We don't ask for much. We don't ask for much. I think like the last thing we could get into is like that. Hal talked. Hal is alive. We have found out that Hal exists. He's a real person, and he has just been letting this happen right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Just from, just from, just from the yacht. You know, everyone likes to bring up his yacht. You know, and uh, yeah, Hal put all the blame on the players. Said Aaron Boone is the best, uh, the best guy for the job, and uh, yeah, uh, there really isn't anything. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on? Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a brief interruption. It's uh, all right. But yeah, like he basically said, he, he basically said, he said it's all players. The coaching staff is great. Well, the yeah, it's great. And he's focused on, uh, the, uh, the attendance in two weeks when the Yankees have a big home Cause someone asked him cause the Yankees weren't, weren't, uh, drawing any attendance. Because remember the Yankees, Yankee Stadium is like fifty thousand seats, and they're only yeah, drawing yeah. like twenty five thousand, even with full capacity. So it's like your team sucks. You're really not willing to go over the luxury tax, even though he tried to say like he would consider. It. That's like that's code for no, man. Like, he's like, it's not happening. And like with the way we're playing, I wouldn't even do it now. And it's just like, like what? Are, what the fuck, man? Like this was a whole. This is just like a shit show. And like the whole, like we talked about this earlier, the whole attitude that everything's fine is just bullshit. Like, it's not fine. It's not fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm honestly not sure what to even 
it's honestly just a very tricky spot this team is in right now. I'm very interested to see how these next few weeks play out because I don't see them selling, honestly, although I obviously believe they should. But I don't see any scenario where Hal truly sells off players because they want attendance so bad after a year of no profit that they really need to do what they can to get fans in the seats. So I, from a business, I get it. Obviously. Like, I do get it, but yeah, I don't see them truly selling off a guy like Chapman or Britain at the near the deadline. So if I had to guess, I'm hoping Cashman is doing what I'm thinking and adding players that will be here beyond this year. Cause if they do that, then you're at least helping this year's attendance while also helping the team for this year and future years. So that's what they have to do. Don't give me rentals. They're not worth it. And the farm system is really starting to build up. So don't just trade prospects for the sake of trading prospects. That's a really big thing because like you said, we're heading towards a top 10 farm system now, man. It's really good. And, you know, especially when you look at the infield prospects we got going right now, like Oswald Peraza and Anthony Volpe, it's exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. I mean, like we also have to remember that like you have 10 good prospects, like, three of them are gonna work like it's just like that's the way don't trade one of the three (laughs) yeah like it's really all about um you know pay keeping the right ones and getting rid of the uh ones that actually aren't working out and like gotta say it's like it's a guessing game Anthony Volpe has been a revelation, man. I would never thought he was going to be this good. Yeah, and who knew? Like, like we thought he'd be like this light hitting kind of shortstop, but he's he hits nukes, man. He hits bombs, and uh, he had a four hundred forty five shot foot shot the other way. Yeah, like that's man. that's a fucking like that's some big time power. Like I don't think people understand four forty five the other way. There's a lot of guys in the big leagues that cannot do that. That's like incredibly hard. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, you know our farm our farm is doing really well i mean you got you got wells right you got wells you got volpe you got peraza and then on the pitching side you got waldachek who's breaking out you got medina's you know gonna be a top 100 prospect it's funny i already. have so many weird connections to some of these yankees prospects now just because i have a friend that plays d1 baseball it's mm-hmm. pretty funny like anthony volpe my friend played him a few times in high school he's also friends with the girlfriend of austin wells so that's pretty entertaining <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, like, like, it's just like, we do have a good farm system and like, I want to keep uh, a good amount of them, but like you, you, you're telling me like I can guarantee, get a guaranteed good major league baseball player now. It, it's just like, you're weighing your options and like, no, of it course to, it, it, it just, can't be rentals. it just depends on the player. It's that simple. I don't want the do, right player. I, Anyone's available unless your name is Jason Dominguez. Yeah, I don't want to do rentals. Like no rentals this year. Just it's not. Yeah. It's it's not a good idea, especially because like our only playoff shot is a one game wild card. And so, you know how much you can go wrong in a wild card. Like yeah. But the the best team does not always win the wild card. That's just no. the reality of a wild card game. No, 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 no. Like that shit. It's it's really a crapshoot. So like, don't. Don't do rentals, but like if you're telling me I can get you know three years of great player, then then yeah, I'll I'll definitely do that because I'm planning on because we're not planning on rebuilding, we're planning on trying to win a World Series next year. We just have to make improvements and changes. Like it's not it's not broken. It's just like fix it. Just like fix what is broken and like keep the good stuff. Keep the good. Get rid of the bad. Make your team better. And like next year we'll be going over the luxury tax, so that yeah, would be, 
So they're definitely going to go over the tax. I'm not worried about that. I mean, the thing is, the, we know the drill. They go down to go back over for a few. Yep. Like, like that's just the, the way the Yankees operate. And so there's really no reason to doubt that they go back over. It's more about how long are they going to stay over. And God forbid, is what if there's a strike next year? <laughs> Can't help but wonder. You know, it's something that you got to consider. Yeah, I mean, it's just because it's obviously it's you're going to hope it doesn't happen, but baseball is in a bad place right now in, in between the uh, players union and the owners. And if there is a strike, it must say the Yankees trade for a guy like Joey Gallo. He's a, the contract runs through the year of the strike, man. If mm-hmm. there's a strike and they don't play, they lose him. So that's yep. at least something to consider. I mean, you like, it's that's not necessarily likely, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibilities either. Yeah. I mean, just gotta be careful. And obviously you know, the Yankees can pay any player that they want. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, I, I, w- I don't want rentals, and I, I would love Joey Gallo. Not, I would love Joey Gallo for this year just to, you know, see what, what kind of uh, difference he can make. But also you want him for next year when we're actually, like, going to put put out a better product. Uh, and, you know, hopefully – Hopefully we make a deal like that, and you know, hopefully over these next few weeks we can play better. Uh, there's a lot of hopefully here because nothing's guaranteed with this team. This team always finds ways to fuck fuck itself, really. Yeah. Like, like really, like it's been a consistent thing all year that we just, yeah, we find ways to lose. Where bad teams find ways to lose, good teams find ways to win. That's the difference between the Red Sox and the Yankees right now. That's why we're 10 back in July. Uh, so, really, I have one last topic, and then we can wrap it up. Yeah. We're not fucking trading Aaron Judge. That's it. Okay, I don't even know why people say that. He's not yeah. getting moved, and the Yankees see him as a guy who's going to help for the rest of his career, hopefully, as long as he continues to play well, because the reality is if he's playing well and he's healthy, the Yankees are absolutely going to resign him. That's fine. They should resign him. He's a he's a superstar player when he's healthy and he adds a lot to this team and he's the team leader, man. You know, you don't get rid of a guy like that unless you're in a scenario like we were coming into the year where if he got hurt again. Yeah. There are about definitely that changes the changes. Reasons. There are about 10 different reasons why you shouldn't trade Aaron Judge. The only way he was ever not going to be with the Yankees his whole career was if he got another serious injury. And he hasn't. So as of now, his future remains in the Bronx, and they aren't trading him. under He's he's healthy. He's playing like Aaron Judge. They could be 20 games under 500. He would still be here. As long as he finishes this year strong and healthy, I am opening up extension conversations in the offseason this year. And And I'm also planning on naming him captain. Oh, I know what I just thought of. Mm-hmm. You know how everybody wanted to extend Glaber last year? Imagine if they did and he did this. Oof. Oof. That would have been bad. Yeah. We're going to be able to extend Glaber for pretty cheap if he keeps this up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Glaber, you want five years, 20 million? Okay. Yeah, take it. Take it. <laughs> yeah, but. Worst, worst case, you become a good backup for us. Uh, yeah, figure it out, Glaber. Uh, do you have any other any other thoughts? Th- not really. Topics? I mean, we really talked about we talked about mostly offseason stuff today, and the reason why is I don't really know what to talk about for this season. We you know we briefly reviewed yeah, you know like, teams that are coming up and how the team has struggled and why they've struggled, and there's really nothing else to say until this team turns something around. Because what are we gonna say? 
oh, they keep losing. Let's talk about how bad yeah, they are. Like, we can do that for hours, but what's what it going to accomplish? Like, well, what is there to say? Like, we are one game over 500. We're five and a half back of the wild card. We're 10 back of uh, the Red Sox for first place. Uh, we can hit consistently. We consistently in double plays. We make a ton of errors. We make a ton of base running mistakes. Our coaching staff is blase, blase. Our front office is blase, blase. Our ownership won't go over the luxury tax. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, our closer can't close games because they won't allow foreign substance to allow him to grip the baseball uh, and also, you know, spin it more efficiently. Uh, so, there's a lot of bad, but, like, I'll tell you what. We're going to come back to this podcast. We're going to record another podcast in, what, hopefully next week or two weeks. Well, yeah. well how, however long it takes. And we're going to see where we're at. And if we're, if we're good, if we actually do have a good week, God forbid, say we do, you know, win both series against uh, the Mariners and the Astros, and we win that series against the Red Sox. My birthday's on, on that Saturday against the Red Sox. Uh then, then we talk about, okay, what can we do to turn this season around instead of having conversations about who we're going to trade and who we're going to get in the offseason. Sound yeah. good? Sound yeah, good? absolutely, man. All right. Well, this has been a great episode as always, but until next time, this has been the Yankee Center Podcast. See you, everybody. Peace.